just want to make sure I'm still recording this shit. It says you're recording. It says I'm recording. All right. Yeah. The last thing I want is it not to be recording. And then, yeah, right. And then we don't get it. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Get Stung Podcast. This is episode eight, I believe. And I have a, a really special guest here today. Um, it's someone that I um, met probably three or four years ago when I, when I was working at Equinox. Actually helped him in, in the hiring, getting him hired in, into Equinox. That's where he started his fitness career. Um, but more so as to what he's doing now, he's he's started New Human, uh, which is a, a fitness app and really a fitness, health and fitness movement. And has a really cool po- podcast. It's called Open Up Podcast, which focuses on mental health. Overall, just a genuine dude, uh, very likable. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. Um, you know, I would consider him like a, a fitness entrepreneur. So uh, I want to welcome everyone here to the po- welcome everyone. I'd like to welcome Michael Soares to the Get Stung Podcast. <laughs> How you doing, Michael? Great, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks because we were supposed to get this in a few weeks back, but I'm happy to be here. Um, everything you present, uh, I love and I love Get Stung and I'm looking forward to explaining a little bit more of what I do, but also trying to learn why you started Get Stung as well. So Cool. Yeah. 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 No, really excited. Um, so for, yeah, first I, you know, want to just talk to you. You got your new, new human tank top on. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the good swag, that's for sure. Um oh, yeah. so so what is what is new human human Mike? Yeah, so like you you spoke about, yo, so real quick short story. When I when I first equinox uh, contacted Equinox, I was looking for an internship and you were the one who I spoke with, and this was like December, my senior college, and you're like, Hey, if anything opens up, like we'll we'll call you. And I was like, Oh yeah, all right. But I saved your number anyways. And then right before graduation, I get a call from Justin Tang. I was like, oh, shit. And then, uh, yeah, so then I started working at Equinox. Been there for a little under four years. And then I, I was, I had about, I'd say like 30 plus clients at Equinox, plus people I was training outside. And I still had the energy to want to help more people. So I started New Human um, January 2019, where I was just training people online. Uh, making programs for them. I was doing virtual training before virtual training was a thing. We'll get into that a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I started New Human because I wanted to help more people. And we also donate a percentage of what we make every month to a different children's health foundation. We, We donate to other foundations as well, but primarily giving back to the community and to the kids of, uh, who are basically the future. You know what I'm saying? And I wish I had somebody I was younger teach me certain fitness principles and also life principles in general you know what i'm saying so yeah. just trying to be that figure for um the younger generation but yeah we're basically an online uh i like to call it a virtual gym or an online fitness platform but we run in-person events too we've been running fundraisers around the state we we're running outdoor socially distanced workouts all summer so yeah do a whole bunch of stuff right now <laughs> yeah you, you seem like a very motivated dude um like what you you mentioned you you wish you had that as a kid growing up but it seems like you in the principles like it seems like you have <laughs> strong values and like charitable and, and philanthropy work is, is super important to yeah. you and just overall your movement with new human trying to help improve lives like when did you realize like in your when you wanted to start helping people as like you, your career or even just your life mission yeah uh, when I was in high school, I suffered like a meniscus tear and I was like, damn, I'm trying to play college basketball. I'm trying to do this and that. And 
I was like, damn it, I'm, I'm screwed. And then my, my trainer at the time helped me get out of that hole and kind of gave me that hope. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I find the body interesting. So I was like, damn, maybe I can help people live healthier and better lives through fitness. So that's when I, I had that click. Um, but like my goal is to create the best, like help the people I train become the best version of themselves. Cause then it's just a domino effect. If they're living a happier life, it's just going to radiate towards their environment. Like, for example, I trained this like 70 <clears throat> year old guy. He's a grandpa, your grandfather. And he couldn't like touch his toes, crazy back pain. We trained for about three months and he was like, wow, my, my grandkids treat me like a jungle gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not just about like doing squats and, and lunging. It's how it affects the person's life outside of the gym as well. And I, I take a lot of, I, it makes me very joyful, like seeing people be happy and yeah so that's why i started new human it just allowed me another avenue to help people because i was i had so many clients in person like you can only train so many people in person you can only work so many hours of the week so the online avenue definitely helped out and it's helping me help more people so yeah yeah. that's awesome and and i think a lot of people miss that about fitness and i miss that for such a long time is the the connection of just how it makes you happy. And it's not all about your waistline, you know, how, how, how much body fat you have, but it's, mm-hmm. it's about the things that you can be, start being able to do and enjoy your life outside, outside of the gym, you know, like, um, unless you're like a bodybuilder or a performance athlete, um, I feel as if you should be training, you know, for things that you want to enjoy outside the gym, like the gym shouldn't just be your life. Um, exactly. And like, yeah. I love trying to bring out the, person's why like why do you want to become healthier why do you want to be skinnier whatever the goal is because then you really dig deep and, and figure out their emotional reasoning and then you get to understand what like for a lot of people that have a trouble like staying motivated with fitness they just don't know their their true why like oh i just want to be skinnier it's like okay why and then they'll like i'll continue uh talking to them and then they'll finally explain that when they're in eighth grade, somebody called them fat and they've been self-conscious ever since. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. an emotional reasoning. And then once you really dig deep and find their reasoning, then boom, you can then help them be happier, more active. And then the body fat, like the body composition comes along with it. You know what I'm saying? If you live a healthier, yeah. active lifestyle, those aesthetic goals are going to come along with it. You know what I mean? So yeah, fitness is complicated, but it's also simple at the same time. <laughs> How long does it take for sometimes like for someone to really uncover and discover like their, their why per se? Um, I mean, it varies with everyone, you know, as a trainer, as a coach, my job is to figure out that why as soon as possible, because then I can get the person to commit more and also be motivated more. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people have a hard time discovering their why or they're afraid of it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's usually like people feel self-conscious of something like that's very, exclude like they don't talk to people about it you know what i mean so sometimes it, it takes a few layers to be peeled off to then understand their true reasoning you know yeah yeah and 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 so you, so you have a digital app like what is what is this app like what does it include like what what would what, what a user experience if they went onto your app yeah 100 so then i started training people in person and then i started getting online clients and then i started at between in person and online i think i had about 70 clients at once i was like i can't sustain this <laughs> yeah so i was like oh, God damn <laughs> so I, like, I need to figure something out um created the fitness app at the beginning of 2020 so before corona we were like hosting virtual workouts through zoom and 
last year we had over a thousand people join the app. It's a subscription-based app where yeah. you get access to workout programs, trainers. Um, and yeah, it's been crazy because I remember launching it being so afraid that it was going to fail and it's affected so many lives. You know what I mean? So I'm mm -hmm. so grateful that I took that leap and did it. But yeah, there's a free trial. It's only $20 a month and you yeah. get access to communicating with all the train. We have seven trainers on there 24 seven. Yep. So like if people post questions, you can go and you get professional answers. You know what I'm saying? So there's a yeah. lot of support. It's basically, I like to call it like a, like a social media community based app for people that want to like figure out their fitness life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you said something that kind of stuck out to me and it, it's the afraid to fail. Um, and I, I think people listening may hear that and, and they can probably relate because maybe they're in that situation right now where they want to do something, but they're afraid to, to, to fail. And I, and I've been in that position and I still, <laughs> still encounter it. Um, yeah, yeah. like what, what got you over that, that's that hurt, that, that step of like that fear of failure, you know, that's almost very related to like the why factor we were just speaking about. So when I initially was about to launch new human and the, the mental health podcast, I was afraid. I was like, wow, like what if my business isn't successful or what if I can't truly help people? What if people make fun of me? What if, uh, I don't know, people, whatever, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? You have so many fears, but then like, if you start thinking, realizing like, okay, what if I start a new human and I just help one person change their life for the better? Like it's worth it. Or like with the men's mental health podcast, if we can just help one, like we maybe like in my head, I was like, do people really want to hear me speaking to a camera? But then like, I was like, what, if I change one person's life for the better, like boom, mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the positive, positive thoughts started to outweigh the negative thoughts. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'll never know if this is going to be successful, if I'm going to enjoy it, unless I try it. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I never try it, it's going to be a no, no. If you try it, there's a possibility. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's a, a huge piece of advice I would tell to anybody who's thinking about like taking a leap of faith and whatever it is, person, personal goals, like, like business, like their job, like just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't want to live with a life of regrets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of the times, you know, your, your mind will just try to talk you out of it. Like your, your own, oh, yeah. your, your own worst enemy is, is your mind. Like you can, even with just, I'm sure with your clients, just getting them to, to show up, you know, three times a week, mm -hmm. you know, they'll continuously make excuses and you've probably had clients who just make excuses <laughs> over and over, uh, you know, as to why they, they can't come or, or show up for, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, when we're talking about taking that ne next step is the mind. And, and I think you mentioned, you, you kind of mentioned something too about um, like, will someone like what I post or like, that's your mind, like fucking, mm -hmm. you, you know, like saying, <clears throat> yeah, for and, real. And, and, and I have that cause I've gone so public with my mental health and, and what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sometimes I worry, like, is this going to rub someone the wrong way? But yeah, like if it doesn't, F them, like they're not who I want to be. Exactly. Like, you, with you living with a lot of your, you, you, you know, your business being on social media platforms. Um, do you, do you have, do you struggle with that yourself? Like worrying about like, if there's something I'm going to post, will it rub the wrong way or kind of have that social media mm -hmm. anxiety that a lot of people have, you know? Yeah. 100%. That even happened to me. It, it, no, I'm not saying that feeling never goes away, but it even happened to me tonight. And it turned out I didn't end up posting because I let that outweigh me. That I lost that battle today because you'll always go like through, a situation where 
for example, I'll just give a, a specific example. On New Human, I think there's like 16,000 followers. If I post a post and it, it outreaches a few thousand, I might get one person who will be like, oh, this exercise is stupid. And then like, yeah. I'll let that ruin my day. And I'm like, wait a second. If only one person out of like 4,000 people just had a negative experience, but I may have just helped a few thousand, like it outweighs, you know what I'm saying? I'm good. Yeah. And that's where like the mental side and the mindset has to come in. Um, but also like talking about mental health, like you've been posting a bunch and I read through every single one of your captions because I learned from it. And I feel like that's how people need to learn. That's why I started the Men's Mental Health Podcast because there needs to be a, a conversation about these things. And that's how you learn and that's how you develop. You know what I'm saying? Like people are afraid to, to speak about certain things. And this is related to fitness too. You know what I'm saying? People are afraid to ask for help. Yeah. It's like you're only going to get better by yourself to a certain extent. And then that's when you ask out for help. And then you get more opinions, more knowledge. And that's how you yeah. grow. So Yeah. And, and, and just to pivot a little here, and you just meant brought up your your mental health podcast, uh, Open Up Podcast, um, which is focuses on, is it men's mental health specifically or? So or? it's specifically men's mental health, but it's beneficial for anybody. It's, it's more of like learning how to communicate, learning different ways on how to handle your mental stress. It applies to anybody, but we really want to target men like these macho men who were raised to be like super strong, hide your feelings. Like I personally believe somebody is stronger if they can like, face their emotions and, and and digest their emotions versus ignoring it you know what i'm saying and yeah. like that's what's allowed me to to have a much clearer mind like a lot of people can be very angry or like we're just talking like i always whenever i get like a hateful message i'm like it's not me it's just them expressing their internal hate you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's all about perspective so yeah yeah and i think with men and i did a episode um on men's mental health and just there's a stigma around like men have to be tough and and yeah. even even like if you look at generation above us like our parents and their parents mm. like they don't talk about their men i mean maybe some but most don't yeah. talk about their mental health and um i remember when i told my dad i have mental health problems like he's like no you don't you're, you're fine yeah <laughs> it's like oh man exactly come on man i just uh, opened up to you um cool and, and you have a friend on there who, who co-hosts it with mm -hmm. you right yeah um, lucas and lucas. So the reason why we started it, like the big reason, he went through a, a life event and I've one of my best friends, I've known him for 20 plus years, grew up together. And he was one of those macho guys, like great guy, but he never expressed like, I'd be like, bro, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just gonna go to the gym and just ignore everything. And everybody yeah. handles their stress differently. Um, but one day he just broke down and he, he realized like, yo, I need to communicate. So then we started talking, he started communicating with me and we developed a new level of friendship because he was like damn i didn't think my boys would be there for me during these times but it brought us closer and like i yeah. feel like a lot of people are afraid that they're going to be judged if they communicate their problems to their yeah. close friends but if those friends are real friends they're there to yeah. help you you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and yeah a lot of my friends would come to me for advice so i was like i'm not a, a mental health professional but do i know information that somebody else may not know yeah. it, yes i may you know what i'm saying and that's why we kept uh, bring ho uh, like other guests on because other people know things that I don't know and I always have an open mind to, to yeah. learn so yeah it's been great so far I mean <laughs> I really enjoy it we've gotten yeah. a few uh a few hundred messages from people men and women saying that it's been helping them you know what I mean yeah. and as long as it like I said as long as we help at least one person like mission accomplished yeah and, and those and kudos are the... to you to start uh, I was gonna so... say kudos to you to uh 
starting to get stung too. You know what I'm saying? Because this can help people too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really fuels me and keeps me going. And, and I made a post um, just the other day, like over the last month, um, you know, I just, it was hard for me to keep going and, and like continue the movement. Like I was still doing what I needed to do to f- focus on my mental health, but like continuously posting and putting good content out there and really trying to help people. I just kind of lost a little bit of momentum and, um, you know, you need some creativity. You need that creative flow to put some really good stuff yeah. out there. And unless you're really feeling it, it's, it's really hard to do and do with mm-hmm. like true, true meaning, but it's those messages when someone reaches out to you, it's like, Justin, like, you know, I'm, I'm not commenting on your post or really liking them, but like, I, I see them and they make it, they're making a huge difference. Um, you know, I have a friend who sent me a video and of like, uh, made a speech for me. It was like, Justin, you have no idea. And like, those are the, those are the wins. And I'm just like, wow. now I remember why, uh, why I'm doing it, you know? Cause if I can help one person, then it's, then it's worth worth it, you know. So exactly, bro. Um, everybody, everybody goes through that process. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're always gonna have self doubt or like lack of motivation. That's natural. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta, you gotta like go through those motion, not go through the motion, but like understand that's gonna come and go. And like you said, sometimes you need a little pick me up from somebody who's been seeing all your content to you know keep going. But there's only one way to to help people or to progress your brand, and it's to just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Yeah. practice makes perfect you know what i'm saying so kudos to you bro yeah Yo, i'm excited i'm excited to see this blow up bro <laughs> Yo, i i remember when i started I, I when i started the get stung podcast I, I was gonna wait like a couple months out i was i think it was the beginning of january so i can't remember the exact time now at this point but i just woke up one day and i i was thinking well i'm gonna start in a couple months i just woke up one day and just came down where i am now and just started recording yeah. i didn't even edit the shit i just posted it i was like i'm in like, let's go. Let's go. Um, Hell yeah, I, so, bro. So your friend Lucas, he, you know, it, it sounded like it took him a long time to kind of open up. Like for yourself, have you always been open to mental health or like when did you kind of see that change or realize like it's it's a super important thing? Because I feel like our our generation is, is more open to mental health, obviously, than, than yeah. uh, um, others. Well, I mean. I love my parents. They've always been very supportive and like preached communication. So I've never had, like I was raised in like a Brazilian household where it is kind of like be macho, you know what I'm saying? But like my parents never like forced me to do X, Y, and Z. Like I love them, but being around that culture, it's not nearly as open as like how we are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of like what I was saying earlier, like you develop that openness by communicating with people and continuously communicating, continuously learning that you're not by yourself. You're not going through the shit by yourself. Yeah. And by communicating with friends, family, whoever it is, going through with a therapist, like you're going to continue to learn and develop these healthy tendencies to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a continuously learning, pro- like a continuously, a continuously learning process. You know what I'm saying? Like it's ever learning, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm grateful that my friends have become very open like this too. I have a very good friend group that we're all like this. We all communicate with each other. We all communicate our problems where like 10 years ago, I may have been like, wow, bro, like, why are you saying that to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do I, you know what I mean? So yeah, continuously developing. Yeah. And I'm glad you uh, brought up like your, your, your parents or your, your, your mother. I, cause I did, I follow you on Instagram and 
I, I know you had bought your mom a house in <laughs> I did. So which is pretty really, really cool. And yeah, um, man. And and you're and you're what, twenty five when you when you did this? Twenty six? I was it was right before my twenty fifth birthday. I was twenty four. Shit. I'm twenty six now. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I forgot about that. Like you didn't, do, <laughs> you didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to buy my mom a house. Like, was that like your, your goal? Is that because yeah. working at Equinox and, and hiring so many trainers, um, the one thing that makes you stick out at Equinox and, and makes you successful. And I think just in the fitness industry in general is work ethic, hard work, commitment, integrity, and just overall just want to help people. Um, yeah. So it seems like you came in with a mission and, and, and was that like part of it? Like what kept you like you were commuting from an hour and a half away. You and you and, uh, <laughs> you and Anthony um, coming in to do floor shifts at like, you know, 5 a.m. Like uh, what drove you? Was that part of it? And like what else? Like how, what kept you yeah, taking every day? It was one thousand percent part of that mission. Um, kind of like speaking what we were saying earlier, like figuring out your why, like. It's one thing to work 12 hours, but it's another thing. Like I, I was a psychopath. I enjoyed being there for 14 hours a day. Like as crazy as that sounds like my body can only handle so much. And that's why I started new human. Cause now I have a much more balanced approach yeah. to helping people. But at one point I was like cranking out 160 sessions a month, just at Equinox plus training people outside. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm on a mission. I want to help my family. Cause they've always been there for me. So that's when I got my mom in the house. But a bunch of different things, like not that I want to be the best at what I do, but also like I want to continue to, to develop myself because I'm, I'm have a lot of potential. I think it'd be a disservice to the people I train if I don't continue to become better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of motivating factors. But wow, throwback, man. First off, thank you for hiring me and <laughs> getting me on the call. That was fun. No, it was great, we, man. But yeah, you so I so true story, we the hiring manager at the time when we won't name names was like, ah, I don't know about Michael, you know, like, I don't know mm -hmm. if we should would hire him. So I just had to not convince, but like, dude, this guy's got potential. Um, Hell yeah, bro. super likable guy, high energy, like just get him on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and the rest, rest is history. Bro. My first, I didn't have a client there for my first like six to eight months. I, I was, no, I didn't have a client for six months. And then I was handed <laughs> two people, and I was yeah. like, damn. And then I was a slow bloomer, bro. And then stuck with it after that. I think I, I went seven for seven. I forget. I went seven for seven on comp sessions. <laughs> and then I never looked back after that, bro. But slow bloomer, but worked out. Hell so, yeah, man. So kind of, um, and we were talking right before this, like how the fitness industry has evolved like really fast in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, we're seeing a, you know, fitness has always been a very entrepreneurial type industry and business, but now it's shifted into like, you don't need four walls and a bunch of equipment to run a business. Um, can you just kind of talk us through like, or me or us, whoever the hell is listening mm -hmm. right now, <laughs> um, like what you've seen in the last year and a half with, with the fitness fitness industry or last year or so with, with COVID. Yeah. I, I don't want to use the term like the positive from COVID, but like the positive of people taking a break from their full-time job is that it gave, I'll speak specifically to trainers. 
it gave them a, a, a step back because so many people were so stuck in the, let me crank out as many sessions as possible and make my money like mindset. But once we couldn't see people in person, people had to get creative. Um, and now with the options of virtual training, all these fitness apps coming out, like people have no excuse not to train. For yeah. example, before, if I had a client who's going on vacation, damn, okay, all right, bro, like, I'll see you later. Now, if it's going on vacation, guess what? We're getting our virtual sessions in. Like, fitness for accessibility of fitness is, is not, like, now you have yeah. no excuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And kudos, like, shout out to all the trainers who, that were able to adapt and evolve during this yeah. time. Um, I mean, people were running socially distanced events all, all of COVID, you know what I'm saying? But also some of the people who adapted and started running virtual sessions before it became really popular, like had that, that step, like we were doing virtual training the end of 2019. So we had like three, four months ahead of everybody else. And then COVID happened. We we're like, boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It worked out. So that's why the whole consistently evolving, consistently becoming a better trainer, better professional will always help people at the end of the day. Yeah. And as a consumer of, of fitness on primarily social media is where I, I follow a lot of fitness people yourself, you, you know, your brand new human, um, but also a lot of former Equinox trainers like uh, a drill down from the seaport. Mm -hmm. He's doing it. He's got a big thing going yeah, on yeah. His social, like Kelly Matthews, um, yep, she's yep. Got a big following. Shout out to them. You know, Ideen's got a very unique account going, the vice. Yeah. Fitness. So <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't think, consumers of fitness have ha ever had this much access to fitness professionals um like really really good ones you know and the, and the list can go we could we could go on we could go on and on with all the other ones we have access mm -hmm. to before yeah. you know kind of closed in within four walls and just didn't really have that that access so um and you did yeah, it and, a and lot you more did a, content oh no go sorry go ahead I was going to say, there's a lot more content, not even on like a negative side. Like obviously there's more people posting stuff, but also there's more, like sometimes you'll get like the Instagram trainer who's just somebody posting exercises, but the yeah. professionals now that were so busy in person are now posting online too. So now you're getting a so much more access to all this great content that can help people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you really have this all encompassing thing going. So you have the fitness, the mental health, um, and then also you had mentioned earlier the, the charity work that, that you do. Can you, can you talk to us about that? Cause I think that's, that's re really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I like to try to explain to people that sign up, like, listen, you're helping yourself, but you're also helping others at the same time. Um, we've hosted a few fundraisers. We've, we, two years ago before COVID. So the year before that, um, I went to Haiti, which was really cool. Uh, met this guy. I was just playing basketball against some of his boys. And he came up to me. He's like, yo, what do you do? Like, what? Are, why are you so athletic? I'm like, I'm a trainer. He's like, put me through a workout. Put him through a 20-minute workout. And then literally 20 minutes later, he's like, yo, you're like, you're official. You're the thing. Like, come to Haiti with me. I was like, all right. <laughs> I kid you not. It was like 24 minutes into knowing this guy. And then we went to Haiti together. I think we ran, uh, we, we raised between like 10,000 to 11,000. Not just new human, like everybody who went. Um, and we ran a 400 kid basketball camp there and it was crazy. Cause some of the kids were like, yo, this is like, there's, there's five kids out of 400 who spoke English, but we were able to run a three hour basketball camp the whole time. Like it was wow. so cool. Like, I don't want to sound corny, but like fitness was the universal language. Like yeah. movement was the universal language. Um, and I don't know. I just love that because some of the kids were like, yo, this is the best meal I have all year. And it was just a simple meal. So it really humbles you. 
and realizes that like, yo, we are in the position to help. If you're in the position to help, go help. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not even just like random island kids, but just like anybody, you know what I'm saying? And that's why we donate a percentage of what we make every single month to a different foundation. Sometimes it's like social justice related um, foundations. This month, I'll definitely donate to a lot of the like foundations right now that are that are related to like everything going on with especially this week all the like asian hate like i I like i don't want to say like i'm donating towards what's going on at the time but i like to make sure we're mixing things up and donating to different causes yeah but just to continue to like i know we're a fitness brand but i like to continue the conversation about everything like if one person like if we're not all free we're uh, if a group of people aren't free. None of us are free. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the whole black lives matter was a huge movement, but we can't stay silent now that it has to do with like other races, you know? Yeah. So yeah, ah, it, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw your post today on, on Instagram about the, you know, the social injustice with Asians and those are my people, man. And we're, we're under, we're under attack and it, it's, it's crazy just how like the media is, is kind of hiding it. Um, and not literally not not allowing it to be known like there's a community or a, a, a group of people like literally under attack right now and the media just doesn't want to even talk about it it's it's crazy, it's crazy. And, and that's where and that's where we have to step in and continue that conversation you yeah. know what i'm saying like social media a lot of negativity on social media but social media can be a very positive platform to spread knowledge spread awareness of different topics yeah. Um, and that's what I want to use my platform for is basically to help be, help people physically through new human and yeah. then mentally through like the, the, the mental health podcast, but also, you know, yeah, stick with my philanthropist type roots too. And you know what I'm saying? Continue the conversation with like injustices that are going on around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for you, have you ever, I'm sure you've dealt with racism and, and things like that throughout your life. Um, I would yeah, man, <laughs> that's crazy. You asked me that. Somebody asked me that yesterday too. Yeah. Um, I mean, my town, I think there was me, like my, my town isn't super white, but like, I think there was like, but now that I think of it, I think there was maybe like four black kids in our graduating class. We had a big high school. I think we were almost had like 400, maybe 400 kids in my grade. Like my high school had like a thousand plus. And now that I think I'd never like, I mean, not that I never like, there was obviously, there's a difference between like being racist being like racially ignorant and like yeah just you know what i'm saying like there's difference like i wouldn't say my town is racist whatsoever but did i ever experience like certain ignorances that people said like that like they were ignorant when they made certain comments of course you know what i mean and like people don't understand unless they go through it or if they like know somebody who goes through it like i hate the biggest comment like oh you're not black. You're, you're, you're a good guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know you. It's like, okay, you only, you only like me because you know me. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that everybody else. Is black, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, it's just that's... a very ignorant mindset. And that's why people have to continue to go out. I feel like traveling is one of the world's most Hell eye-opening yeah. yep. like teachers. Cause like when I travel, I, I see life in a different perspective. And then you get to learn how other people live and you realize that your way of living isn't the only way or your thoughts is the only thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So humbles you. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, so I'm biracial, I'm half Chinese, half, half white. And I grew up in rural Northern Vermont. And uh, mm-hmm. I was the only, you know, like person that's not white pretty much in, in my town. Yeah, yeah. But I grew up in a white family. My, my parents are divorced. Um, so I grew up, you know, essentially 
white, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I was looked upon as being Asian. So I had some like racial, uh, you know, issues growing up. My nickname was egg roll my freshman year, which was damn really effed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it, and it caused, it caused a lot of damage. I, I had, I had, you know, in my twenties, I had a lot of like identity issues and, yeah. One thing that really helped me was traveling. So I, I traveled over to Hong Kong and that's where my, you know, other half of my family lives and met my entire family. And it was a really, really like eye-opening experience for me, just seeing that's like awesome. my roots in, um, in traveling and, and just seeing different cultures really opened my eyes. But, um, and then a lot of Asian people considered me white and Asian and white people. Considered me Asian. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the, what the fuck am I? You know? like, What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, that's who, awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you're Brazilian, right? So what, what is Brazilian culture like? I, I'm not too familiar with Brazilian culture. I know, I know this, this yeah. the uh, Brazilian barbecue is, is real good. <laughs> that's <just> good. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I compare it to, you know, I, I would label Brazil as like a second world country and what i mean i know that there's no such thing as that but like it's not a third world country but it's not as developed as like the united states there's yeah. a lot of poverty going on there's a lot of gang violence like a lot of corruption government like governmental corruption but it's such a beautiful location um i'm so my dad's roots so my dad his grandfather and great-grandfather were like black like front like brought over a slate like slave situation okay. but he's also part brazilian and then my mom's great-grandmother she was straight native american um oh, right, so right. i have like a di- little i have a little bit of diversity same same scenarios that has happened here everything happened in brazil too like the slave trade um yeah i think it was like 60 percent. i could be making up the stat i don't know what exactly it is but it's a very high number i think it was 60 percent of all slaves brought to the western hemisphere went to brazil so their slave mm-hmm. trade was big um but yeah, I mean, I love the culture. People are very proud to be Brazilian. I'm very proud to be Brazilian. I was yeah. trying to go this year, but or I mean, <laughs> last year and this year, but COVID, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? But I need to get yeah. out there ASAP. It's yeah. A beautiful location. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I got to get to Brazil too and uh, experience. <laughs> I heard I heard like that fun party all night. I actually quit drinking. Yeah. Been, I, I don't party anymore, but I've been sober <laughs> sober for seven months now, so. Hey, yeah. nice, bro. Good yeah. for you. I usually just do a sober February because it's the shortest month of the year, and then call it a day. With <laughs> <laughs> drinks, with drinks, with drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, great. I guess, I guess. So, uh, just question I want to ask for anyone, you know, starting yeah. out, trying to start embark on a health and wellness journey per se. Like, what, what advice would would you give to someone? Because I'm sure you, you you said you at times you're working with 70 clients at a time, and you got all these users on your platform um and they're coming in at all different levels right like mm-hmm. what what would you get what advice would you give someone trying to to start a, a healthy lifestyle specifically using health and fitness don't be afraid to ask questions there's no such thing as a dumb question and you're never going to learn unless you ask questions um you'd be surprised you know probably this doesn't sound like a high number, but I'd probably say like one out of five messages when people message me about anything is like, Hey, this may sound dumb, but and I'm like, yeah, that was actually an incredible question. So don't be afraid to, to, to search for knowledge, whether that's like literally asking questions to Google or asking a fitness professional 
or just asking somebody who knows a little bit more about fitness than you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think if people were willing to ask more questions, uh, people, a lot more people would be fit. They wouldn't be as ashamed to get their journey started. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in a way, you know, social media is great. Like we were talking about, we have a lot of access, but it can also be intimidating for, you know, someone who, you know, isn't, you know, doesn't know how to work out or, you know, doesn't even know, know where to start. And you see all these, you know, you know, Dre doing these crazy kettlebell complexes, and, <laughs> you know, someone back squatting like 400 pounds. Um, I think there's an intimidation. It's like, if you walked into, you know, Equinox and, and you had never worked out, you'd be like, Whoa, what is, I don't, I'm yeah. kind of intimidated. Um, so there's that, I think there's definitely that intimidation factor. And yeah, I feel like, and- no, go, go ahead. Sorry. I was, uh, don't interrupt. I was going to say, I've had many people I'd train be like, Oh, I want to be able to do this or how the hell do they do that? And they pull up like an Instagram video. Like you said, of somebody doing like 400 pound squat. I'm like, guess what? At one point in their lives, that person, that video was in the same position as you. And it just took consistency and like a hard work ethic. And guess what? They're where they're at now, but they, everybody started at ground zero. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's one thing, it's one thing to like, look at something and try to motivate you. But it's also another thing if you're like comparing yourself always to, to all these people that have been doing something for so many years and you're just starting out, you know what I'm saying? No one's going to be great at anything when they first start out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once you get that proper mindset, then you're like, okay, it's only up from here. I'm not, I'm not doing a shitty job. I'm just getting better and better each day. When you get that little mindset switch, like then everything starts rolling for the better. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to get some momentum is such a, such a big thing. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people just jump in like, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to, you know, go on this no carb diet. I'm going to only eat whole foods. But if you look at what they're doing in that time, they're not going to the gym at all. All they're eating is processed foods and Mm -hmm. they're eating a shit ton of carbs. How do you expect to just change overnight? Like some people can do that, but it's very, very, very rare that people can do that and and maintain it. Um, yeah, going, going alongside like some of the things I was saying, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Also, make sure your goals are aligned with what you're willing to not sacrifice, but willing to be like, motivated to do. For yeah. example, like somebody's like, Oh, like the easiest thing I'd be like, yo, just eat chicken and broccoli every day, five times a day, like, obviously, you're gonna lose weight, but that's not realistic. You know, what I'm saying you need to have yeah. a realistic expectation of what you're doing, and realistic, realistic goals aligned with that, like, you like having beers at your buddies on the weekend? Cool, that's fine. Like everybody's social. Just understand that comes with the cost. Not like a huge cost, but just understand that you're you may it may take a, a little bit more time to get to your goals compared to if you weren't drinking. But that's fine. Like people have that trade-off. Like fitness is about balance. And if it's if you don't have balance, you're not gonna sustain whatever you're doing. It's gonna be too extreme. And then that's when people start getting unhealthy relationships with fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent agree with those unhealthy, you know, relationships with fitness, with food. Um, even myself, like sometimes I'm think I don't, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't want to eat that, you know, like, like just, just fucking eat it, dude. Put the mayonnaise on the sandwich, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> eat the fucking munchkin, yeah. you know. Like, you're gonna be yeah. all right. Just have a donut. It's a Sunday. Like, get, like get over it. Exactly. You, but if you think oh, yeah. like I'm gonna eat that and use it as fuel. Um, your workout shouldn't be about trying to burn off what you ate last night. It's about trying to use that food in, and turn it into energy to crush that workout. Um, and it it took me a long time to to shift that mindset. Um, exactly. But like you said, it's mindset. And once you start shifting that mindset, then you start, you know, loving yourself more and you start understanding the process more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
Hell yeah. yeah wh- one thing I've been reading is like this new book is uh, your brain on food. And mm-hmm. it, it talks, it's this researcher and doctor from, she went to Harvard and she's a psych psychiatrist. She's a chef scientist. Um, but she's, she's talking to me about how there's certain foods that can impact your, your mental health. And there's foods you can eat that can help treat your mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I've been, are you familiar with turmeric? Yeah. Yeah. It's like an Indian spice or something, but, uh, I've been mixing. I have, I have some, yeah. Oh, do you, do you, do you drink it? Sometimes I try to. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've been doing, I've been, I've been drinking it every morning. I put it a, a teaspoon in a glass of water with a, with a little bit of black pepper. The black pepper actually brings out the components in the turmeric and it helps with inflation, uh, in, in, inflation, inflammation. Um, inflammation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and it helps with, uh, you know, gut health and it's, I've, I've been feeling pretty good the last four, four weeks I've been doing it. So, um, you know, who's really been putting me on, you know, also going back to like never being afraid to ask questions. Um, Kino, Kino. Kino. I, <laughs> I've been working with Kino. Every I saw week. that. Yeah. Um, and he's been teaching me a lot about nutrition because I've been slowly, um, pulling away from meat. Not that meat's bad. It's just yep. that high blood pressure runs in my family. You can still eat meat and have low blood pressure, but I just, on a moral standpoint, have been trying to eat less meat. Yeah. Um, but also I hired a nutrition coach today because I'm going, I, I'm doing, I started my marathon training this week. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid. Like yeah. I'm letting go of my ego and there's other people that know more knowledge about certain like subjects yep. than I do. Like, obviously I know a lot about nutrition. I know a lot about programming, but like, I know that they know more and that's how I'm going to grow and learn is by hiring person X, Y, and Z for getting to get me to goal X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. even as a trainer, we still need those people to motivate yep. us, to educate us, to keep us accountable. Yeah. Kino's Kino looks like he's killing it, man. I, I, I follow Kino him. is killing it. <laughs> killing it. I love Kino. I feel so good. Yeah. I know Kino's energy is amazing. His, his, his amazing, his vibe, his vibes are amazing. Yeah. So, dog, Kino. You've been training, you've been training with him doing the functional patterns. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would like to say functional patterns. I don't want to explain what it is. I don't want to try to explain what it is, but how it's helped me is basically like a, a prehab mm-hmm. type training slash like, I don't want to use the term functional movement, but like it's allowed me to connect my muscles to work together a lot yeah. better. Um, a lot of people speak about like mind to muscle connection. Like that's why, like, for example, bodybuilders aren't the fastest sprinters. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's yeah, not yeah. always like more muscle, more whatever. And we're just trying to learn how to fine tune these movement patterns, um, specifically my jumping and my running, because I've been playing a lot of basketball. I love jumping. I love dunking. Yeah. And then with the marathon, I got to make sure my body's moving properly. So it's yeah. been helping a big time. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get over to Kino studio. <laughs> um, all right, man. So, uh, what, what's next for, for Michael Soares? Like what's, what's the future look like for you? Man. <laughs> uh, you know, there's never one end goal. And I always love setting like actionable, measurable goals. But my goal is always to help more people, man. Like realistically, my like first goal right now is to, to get a thousand people on the fitness platform at all times. Right now we're at like a little under 500. Um, if anybody wants to join the fitness platform, just go to joinnewhuman.com. Joinnewhuman.com. Um, all right. Joinnewhuman.com. It's a three-day free trial. And yeah, but 
I'd say that, but I mean, man, always expanding, always looking to help more people. I love my team. We have seven trainers on the team. And I actually counted today. We have 14 people technically like on staff. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that until today. Like we're expanding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The more people that join this team, the more people will be able to help efficiently, you know? Awesome. Well, Michael, it was, it was awesome having you on the podcast. I, I know a lot of people will, will get a lot out of it and uh, wish you the, the the most success. And I'm following along with everything you're doing on, on social. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. I'm looking forward to more episodes. I can get stung, man. Let's go. Yeah, hell yeah.